it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We have so much stuff. This is another one of those days we're not going to get to everything. But, you know, I might. I think I'm going to start with energy. Because the, the window lickers and the ankle biters and a new group of people I think are emerging, the fist eaters. These people want to jump up and down and throw themselves on the floor. Look at Texas. See, this is the problem. Texas is controlled by Republicans. They're talking about deregulation. Oh, it's everywhere. Texas is deregulated. The more you read, it's not that Texas is deregulated. There's an absence of regulation. But the fist eaters, the window lickers, the ankle biters, the toe suckers. They want to point the finger at Texas and Republicans. See, this is what happens when you don't let big government run things like, this is why we need the Green New Deal. It's everywhere. They're jumping up and down. They're foaming at the mouth. This is the reason we need the Green New Deal. This is why we need Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to be the energy czar. This is the proof, they say. It's quite the opposite. Now, you come to this program every single day for perfectly executed political analysis, and I'm going to provide it. The arguments cannot be broken. It is 100% the opposite. I, I noticed a lot of anger came my way yesterday. Social media, emails, calls. You know, if it weren't, if, if we just left it to Texas, they wouldn't winterize. They didn't winterize their windmills. And by the way, Andrew, it's coal plants that, that failed, the natural gas plants that failed. And, and hold on a second. What I said, what I pointed out yesterday, as people in Texas are suffering, which I have to have faith in the people of Texas. They are way more sturdy than we are here in the Northeast. If push comes to shove and Texans have to provide for themselves, except maybe in Austin and Dallas, if push comes to shove, people in Oklahoma will provide for themselves. Many people in Texas are able to get where they need to go with vehicles designed for less than friendly road conditions. Texas is a hardy state full of hardy people. Don't get me wrong, they've got the, they, they've got their softies and their dandies. But as a as a people, Texas and Oklahoma are firm and steadfast. So my faith is with them. My faith is with them. Now, that being said, it's true. Texas was not prepared for a once-in-a-lifetime ice storm. But what I said was, this is the proof that we should not rely on any one form of energy. I said this was proof that the first test, the first test of the Green New Deal of reliance on wind turbines has been a failure. And I'm 100% right. First of all, we're rarely ever presented by the by the window lickers, the fist eaters, the toe suckers, and the ankle biters. We, 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 we are rarely... How much land 
is going to be required for these wind farms. You see, the left wants to impose affirmatively furthering fair housing. That means it's almost an admission that progressivism has failed, but they won't come right out and say it. So they've got these major metropolitan cities where populations have been living in generational poverty, many of whom are non-white. So they cooked up this great idea straight out of the Communist Manifesto. Ooh, we'll use federal regulations. We'll use federal regulations to make those damn suburban zip codes densify. We will tell them what they can build and where. We will seed the demand for more public transportation and say to them, if you want your grant money for housing and transportation and education, you will do as we say. Well, you cannot move more people out of the places where we build up. I've explained this. If you're new to the program, there is a cultural and political dynamic that's not being addressed by the people who are way, way, way smarter than me. And they're always smarter than me, right? Where you build up versus where you build out, you will get a difference in life. That's why we believe in federalism. Life in Alaska and life in Florida are very different. You cannot have a one-size-fits-all plan. It's the same thing with this vaccine distribution. You have Democrats jumping up and down, listening to to Willie Brown's chew toy. Oh, we didn't have a plan. The last administration didn't have a plan. Yeah, it did. It was going to transfer the vaccines to the states and allow governors and state governments distribute the vaccines because they know their state best. What works in Rhode Island may not work in California. There is just, it, it, life is different. But where you build up is very different than where you build out. If you're moving people from up to out, you are consuming more land. That means you have, to, you have all sorts of things that are going to happen. Now, we are a wide and vast territory. We've got more natural resources than we can shake a stick at. We've got more oil. We've got more natural gas. We've got more timber. We, you, you want it. We got it made in the USA. But you've got to actually look at this mathematical equation. How many acres? How many acres versus how many kilowatts of power? What is the, what is the math here? Where's Andrew Yang when I need him? I need Andrew Yang. Get me someone. Get me someone. Get me a short round. I need uh, I need data from the Goonies. Where is he? I need the math guy. What are the kilowatts per acre of a wind farm? And as you are building further out from the cities and increasing the population through immigration, which requires more food. How do the central planners, because they're so smart in Washington, D.C., begin to formulate the proper analysis of the removal of farmland for construction of either housing or wind farms? Do they even know? Before we dive headlong in, before we ban fossil fuels, before we end all of the pipelines, before we get rid of the coal, before we get rid of drilling, do we even know? 
The answer is we don't. They are talking about an exponential population growth with a federal central plan for housing to move Democrat voters out of the cities and into the suburbs where there's going to be a greater demand for power spreading out. And what they want us to do is eliminate from the portfolio energy that we know is abundant and efficient for a power grid that will be reliant on propellers. Which, by the way, there's article after article after article talking about not only how fragile is this technology with, with temperature, but just in time and wear and tear. That there are whole landfills filled with these turbine blades. If it were up to some of these people on the left, and the reason why they can think like this, the reason why their heads think like this, is because they will never be affected. And by the way, Joe Biden has reversed executive order 13920. That was Trump's explicit ban, explicit ban on the production, sale, and transfer of power grid equipment. Any access to the power grid business in this country, it forbade China and Russia from being involved in our energy sector. Biden has reversed this. Why would Biden give China the opportunity to produce equipment, which the Washington Examiner points out that cybersecurity experts are saying basically, basically they can embed all kinds of problems in the software, in the controlling mechanisms, in the output. We're right back to Uranium One. If Russia is what the Democrats say it is, If it was what they said it was, why would Hillary Clinton sign off on the transfer of ownership of 20% of U.S. uranium to the damned Russians? Why? You know, the jumping up and down and spitting, it's not not about transfer. The Russians can't have it for a weapon. What difference does it make in the words of Hillary Clinton? Why would you let them get in the door? If Russia is this terrible, awful, no good thing, you know, the thing that you trusted with chemical and biological weapons in Syria, the Russian reset, the hot mic and all that. If that's the case, if Russia is this terrible, awful thing, why would you say, you know, what would be a good idea? I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's, um, let's let the Russians get involved in U.S. uranium. Why would you do that? Why would you give them any boots on the ground relationship to our uranium industry. But still, the fist eaters. Texas. Texas is deregulated. No, some components of the market were unregulated. But were they really? Texas had 25% of its power portfolio coming from turbines. Um, many of which were built with federal grants. I don't remember that time that the federal government handed over money to the states with no strings attached. But if the absence of regulation is what's causing this problem, not a once-in-a-lifetime storm, 
that probably even with a round robin of people planning regulations for Texas would have said, whoa, 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 you want us to spend all this money and resources on a possibility? But, you know, that, that's the thinking about planning for a pandemic, which de Blasio and Cuomo didn't do. Blackouts from AM New York, a brief history of blackouts in New York City. I'll skip 1959, 1961, 1965, 1977. I'll even skip 2003. You know what? I'll even skip 2006. I'll go to 2012. Superstorm Sandy. Superstorm Sandy knocked out power for 2 million New Yorkers. Was that a lack of regulation? Is Con Ed... Consolidated Edison, Con Ed, not regulated. Does New York not regulate power? What about 2019? The Upper West Side of Manhattan, you know, where CNN is. They had a blackout. Shut down the subways. Is that a lack of regulation? Is that what you're going to tell me? That's a lack of regulation? How about California? From the Los Angeles Times, headline, what caused California's rolling blackouts? Climate change and poor planning. Really? But you just said Texas was deregulated. Is there anything anything more regulated than California? Is there? California suffered its first rolling blackouts in nearly 20 years because energy planners didn't take climate change into account and didn't line up the right power sources to keep the lights on after sundown, according to a damning self-evaluation released Tuesday by three state agencies. This is from back in October. The rotating power outages didn't last long and affected only a small fraction of the state's 40 million people. Just under half a million homes and businesses lost power for as little as 15 minutes and as long as two and a half hours on August 14th, mean the middle of the summer, with other 321,000 utility customers going dark from anywhere to eight to 90 minutes following the following evening. But officials should have been prepared for the climate-driven... Oh, see, they don't blame it on themselves. It's climate change being driven by those hicks in Texas. New York and California have regular blackouts. You can't look me in the face and say, Texas's problem was a lack of regulation. The most regulated places on earth experience blackouts. This was, in fact, a once-in-a-lifetime storm. But it proves not that we need the Green New Deal, not that we need to rely on turbine or solar but you have the widest portfolio market-based portfolio possible that's coal that's oil that's natural gas and yes solar and wind the idea that we're going to get rid of fossil fuels because the democrats say so is the most idiotic and dangerous thing you could possibly imagine considering they want to throw the border open Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That is the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM You can join me live on the Wilkow Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west, on Serious XM Patriot, channel 125. <laughs>